Hey everybody, it's the Sly Dog up top here. I just wanted to give you a little information on the episode you're about to listen to. It's an episode in two pieces. Um, as you may or may not know, I just attended the Wasp Show in Anaheim, California. And the first part of the episode is kind of like a pregame before the show hype up. I recorded this with my buddy Baco uh, from the Cobras and Fire podcast. We had a lot of fun. It's a little short 10-minute ditty kind of like speculating on the show. Uh, opening night had just been the night before. And then the second part of the show is the actual review of the show. I am joined by the wife, and uh, as as usual, it was quite a lot of fun. Uh, my voice is shot in the episode because I had a lot of fun at the show, but I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's hit that intro music. We're joined by uh, Baco now, uh, doing a little preamble before the ship, the show tonight. Baco, how you doing? I am well, man. Uh, you must be getting excited. Oh, dude, you have no idea. This this week, I've been like ready to explode with excitement, like especially seeing like, <laughs> the photos roll in from last night. Like just the, the the wasp nest is ablaze with news. You're ready to fuck like a beast. Oh, I'm so ready to fuck like a beast. <laughs> These gods that you worship are steel at the altar of rock and roll. You kneel. That is that is how it feels. <laughs> uh, hey, have you? Have you wa- I know that Las Vegas was last night. Have you? Have you kept yourself away from any videos, or have you sought some of them out and checked it out? I watched one video. Um, I wanted to see because he said he'd been saying. So, did you hear the last Eddie Trunk interview? Like there was a second one. I did not actually. The last interview I heard with him was on Ron Keel's show. Okay, that one was that one was good. By the way, I liked that. It was um, surprisingly. Ron usually keeps it pretty, like almost like a like a a, a PR kind of session. But no, that one actually was was decent, man. He needled him about Rick Fox too, which I like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, Eddie just had him on, and Eddie put, like asked him again, "You gonna do fuck like a beast?" And he went, "Well, we haven't rehearsed it, and this was last week." He goes, so yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know for sure, but I can tell you right now it's not in the show. And then... And that's showmanship, I think. Yeah. And then a couple of days ago, there was another interview that came out and he said, I've got an idea how I'm going to try it and we'll see if it works. So I wanted to see what he was going to do with this. So the set list leaked early. And I saw the set list and it was in there as a medley with the real me. And I was like, yeah. that's fucking weird. So I pulled up the video of that performance, and what it looks like he's doing is he's showing footage of the PM- PMRC before yeah. beforehand. It's like this first song and the second encore. He shows a bit of footage, and then it shows the title. And just like I expected, he comes out, he sings it, but he lets the audience sing the fuck like a beast part. And yeah. he does the first two verses and up to the guitar solo, and then it switches to the real me. That was all all I wanted to like get a heads up on because I was like, what do you mean? Like, Is he just going to do it instrumentally and let the audience sing it or like, like what do you mean you're going to do it differently? <laughs> yeah. I think he was just trying to keep people on their toes. He's, you know, he, he's not a big social media guy as it is. And 
you know, he still lives in that world. And, and frankly, I, I, I wish more were like this, but uh, where they want to keep some of the suspense for it. Uh, if I was going to the show, I would not have watched anything myself. I would have tried to stay away from it as hard as I could just so, uh, you know, this is kind of a rare occurrence with him uh, doing this tour. Um, that said, I'm not. So I I did watch, I, mean, I think I saw the same video you did. It's just about a 10-minute thing with those two songs. And um, I was happy with the, the stage because, uh, you know, he look, as much as he's a big theatrical band and stuff like that, he's not. This is not a Kiss Arena tour, no. so the, the places he's playing, you know, there's limitations, and I'm sure financial limitations as well. And I think it looks really cool. Uh, you know, I, it, 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 a little low tech, but that's kind of up my speed. I saw Ghost on their first tour, and it kind of reminded me of that, where it was a lot of imagery on flat sheets, kind of lost along the back. So it'll be interesting to see how what he uses projector wise, and I'll be looking forward to hearing your show review, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, and I'll get some video footage tonight too. I'm sure. Well, I liked you the last week, you know, because uh, for people who uh, aren't friends with you on Facebook, you almost daily like say these are the CDs I'm listening to, kind of like today's playlist, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you've been sneaking into Wasp pretty much every day the last week or so. I have listened to the whole catalog for a second time almost. I, there's only there's only three I've missed. I haven't listened to the Neon Gods again, and I haven't listened to Eldorado again. But everything else has got to play at least once before the show again. Right on. So, yeah, I, I went through the whole thing again, and I wasn't even planning on it. It just kind of happened. <laughs> I realized that one day I was like, oh, as I was looking at my, like CD drawer, I was like, oh, I've played almost all of these except for like the ones I don't like. <laughs> so, uh, Well, I'm excited for you. Uh, I, I know you're looking forward to this. I do wish they would have had something a little closer. Uh, I think I told you at one point, Gene Vogel and I were talking about driving to, to a show outside of Chicago, about a nine-hour drive for us, but yeah. uh, that that sold out within a couple of days of that. And anyway, just uh, but I, I, I'm super happy for you. I know you're a big fan, and I, I honestly can't wait to to hear your reaction of it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was also telling people earlier about our little uh, episodes we did earlier this year, and those were a lot of fun. So, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're my beast, bro. Right on. Yeah, I'll be thinking about you tonight, man. Uh, I was curious. Did you hear any of the uh, discourse online over the show, though? I did not know. Is it uh, positive or negative? Uh, uh, I'll share. I, it didn't sound like. Go ahead. Just say what you're going to say there. It was basically uh, so. Some people like, and I'll, I'll give them this. When this, when all this promotion started, Blackie said, "It's back to the beginning. It's like the first tour again." And yeah. I think a lot of people took that to mean there's going to be the girl on the rack. There's going to be raw meat. It's going to be <laughs> like a like a really dirty, bloody, gory show. And I think now what he actually meant is it's going to be bare bones uh, because, you know, your budget on the first tour is probably really limited. You're probably spot on. It was like, I meant the budget, not the, the actual stuff. I, you know what? I don't see why he couldn't do the meat and maybe some of the gore stuff. You're obviously not going to put a strap a, a lady we wearing next to nothing or nothing up on some, like, mechanical thing, you know, whatever. But Right. Yeah, the, the, the time for that has passed. So yeah, that just that would and it would look weird now. He's sixty six doing that shit. So I I don't I don't ex I don't expect him. I wasn't expecting any of that from him. Like they're complaining, oh, the show's not bloody enough. And, and if he had tossed out meat, and uh, well, two two part question: What kind of meat would you want him to toss at you, and would you keep it? Well, knowing what I know about meat, pro I probably wouldn't <laughs> keep it. But if it had to be anything, as as someone who's been around animals that have, as that have been butchered, probably preferably bacon. Okay, uh, I'd want one of those kind of uh, uh, wrapped packs of like a family pack of chicken. 
like legs and wings and breasts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something I can put in the freezer without. Oh, okay. So much. you're thinking it's like pre-sealed. I'm thinking it's actually out of the package <laughs> and like flying at me. <laughs> Hey, I'm thinking everything's on the table since it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's true. You know what would be good? Slim Jims. Slim Jims. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's definitely – I would love that. Uh, yeah, and the other the other bit of discourse has been the uh, set list. People are disappointed there aren't more uh, early songs in it. But honestly, that op- opening medley looks so cool that I, I, I avoided video of that. Like, I can't wait to, to hear that. And the rest of the set list, he said he was going to do a lot of Crimson Idol, so there's a lot of Crimson Idol. And he, he's not going to not play Wild Child. He's not going to not play Love Machine. I, I guess the, the two of the newer songs are a bit of a surprise, but yeah, they fit, I think. Hmm. You know, I, he did mention to Ron that he might be doing another record, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if you know anything more on that, but... He talked about, heard about it. He talked about that on Eddie Trunk, too. He said he wants to do a record that's like a, a love letter to rock and roll, as it is. Like, <laughs> okay. like nothing too complicated, no concept record, just a love letter to rock and roll. So I, I'm, okay. I'm curious what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, a Blackie Lawless love letter. <laughs> Blackie Lawless doing Jerry Lee Lewis covers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> too soon? Danzig doing Elvis was, was enough. Oh, God, that record. Oof. I I'd prefer to forget that happened. <laughs> is is like like just just a quick sidebar then. Worst production worst production. Hell Dorado or Danzig sings Elvis. Oh, uh, have you heard Skeletons by Danzig? Is that the covers album? Yes. Okay, I only listened to the ZZ Top cover because that was the only one that interested me, and that was awful. <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely the worst professionally released album of the production I've ever heard. And I'm a fan of some albums that people don't like the, the production on. Um, but for the two you gave me, I'm going to go probably the, the Danzig one. That yep. it, Actually, the Elvis one, I don't think the production was that bad. I just, I didn't, I, I don't think I finished one song. I, it was like Skip. <laughs> <laughs> skip. But I look forward to that covers one because he's done some cool covers and he released a box set of like unreleased stuff and all that stuff sounded more polished. This sounded like it wasn't even mastered. You know, it's like the, the levels from one song to the next are just ridiculously different and, I don't know, just not smooth at all. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little Danzig sidebar. The <laughs> yeah. last thing I'll say on Danzig is I kind of stop after Danzig 4. After that, it just, it's, it's too up and down. I get that. Yeah. But, I think there's some good stuff after that, but uh, those first four are, you know, off the charts and then it is a, there's a, even the best stuff after that has a pretty deep, deep, uh, steep decline. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this this is a lot of fun, fun man. You got much longer to hang. Sure, yeah, I got a few minutes. All right, cool. Uh, the other thing I noticed that was interesting that I've been seeing from last night is uh, that the I was kind of thinking. So, you would say Blackie, like we were talking about, he's a private guy. He kind of keeps the mystery to himself. So, imagine my surprise when he announced he was doing meet and greets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, money talks. Yeah, and it's that, that, that's true, and I feel like that's kind of a... it's he, he tours a lot in Europe, like we've talked about. That's not really a thing that much there, it seems like. It's a, it's more prevalent here to do that, okay. so it kind, of, it kind of makes sense, I guess. And I looked into it because I was curious when it was announced, and basically what it is is you, you, get to, you get to meet him, he signs three things, and you get a picture with the mic stand, and you get to be part of a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jesus yeah, you get a, yeah, like there was like a thing put on Facebook like 
get your picture with uh, Elvis the mic stand like you've always wanted. It actually said something like that. Mm. I'll tell you this, though. El- the, the mic stand is going to look more excited to be in a photo with you than Kiss would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It, 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 it won't... You've seen the last decade of their meet and greet photos. They all look like they're going to cry. And, that, and it won't have to be behind, like, plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, but you do get to meet Blackie, just no photo? Yeah, just no photo. Although someone did stick a photo of them, like, him, like, signing something last night. And the person posting in the group that, like, met him said he was very, he was very talkative and, like... Pay, like paid attention to as he came up to him and then like everybody got to ask a question so it sounds like it, it's going pretty well which is not what I expected because every story I hear about people meeting blackies he just sounds prickly yeah so. yeah I, I I don't have uh, I don't I can't think of an example of someone that did that came away like raving about what, what a good time they had so yeah but like you said money talks yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 I'm in such a good mood because I, I just you PayPal my little uh, appearance fee uh, earlier. So, <laughs> you, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, that, yeah that, uh, you you bought dinner tonight, so I'm in I'm in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's clear. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll I'll let you go. I'm gonna order some food, and we're gonna get pretty for the show. And I'll, oh, one last thing, uh, Armored Saint. Any thoughts? Uh, you know what? That I do like that first record a lot, and I love John Bush. Um, I think they're probably going to be a little more live than Wasp, but you can uh, you can uh, give me your thoughts on that. But I think they're a great killer. Uh, they should be a great band live. Um, uh, John Bush can definitely still bring it. I've seen them once, and ironically, the last time I saw them was at the same venue I'm going to tonight. I saw them open for uh, UFO uh, last time. So this time they're opening for Wasp, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Very cool. Yep. All right. Thanks, man. This is a lot of fun. I just wanted to have you on because we did the we have episodes earlier this year. So thanks for oh, yeah, thanks we're a lot. Lost brothers, buddy. For sure. <laughs> and uh, hope, hopefully we'll be doing a plus one in the future after you finish up Slobber yeah, Knockers. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm, uh, we'll, we'll pick something up there at some point here towards the end of the year or next year. So anyway, Alex, you have a fucking blast. I'm uh, happy for you, and uh, I can't wait to hear. Thanks, man. Peace out.
Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, joined by the wife. Say hi, wife. Hi. And we're here because last night we got to see a band I've been waiting ages to see, and I wasn't always sure I would see. We got to see fucking Wasp, the Winged Assassins, and it was fucking incredible, wouldn't you say? It was all right. <laughs> it was better than you thought it was going to be, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't as as cringy as I was expecting it to be. So we'll get I, it. Sorry, go ahead. I was I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> we'll get into all that in a second, but first I want to give you people a, a little heads up up top. So the reason I sound like I've been drinking acid and gargling glass is because last night I turned into a feral wild child. And uh, I screamed my head off and sang along to all the songs, and now my voice is like this. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So we're going to do this like we've done all our little concert reviews. The venue we went to, actually, well, first we should probably do a little history, because I think the history we did yesterday was kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> aggressive. So <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. What so happens when you wake me up from a nap to do a podcast? Well, here was my thinking. So my thinking for this podcast originally was kind of like a before and after thing. Um, we would chat before the show and then chat after the show. Um, but the thing I didn't account for is that it is... A, so we're in Anaheim. We're not in San Diego. Um, I didn't account for the fact that there would be like an almost two-hour drive and that the wife would be very, very tired because essentially it was more it was more than just a two-hour drive. We'd been driving around San Diego running errands before that, so I had exhausted my wife, and uh, she just was not having it, and uh, the, the conversation was not pleasant. <laughs> Would you agree? I mean, I thought it was funny, but apparently you didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, you were a little, little mean at times. <laughs> Aren't I always? <laughs> no, you're sweet. So, um... Yeah, we're gonna a little a quick background. You've basically heard me break down my Wasp fandom now. If you've listened to the two episodes I did with Baco, who will make an appearance at the end of this. Um, so yeah, I got into Wasp, just watching Metal Mania growing up, and then when I moved out to California, I started buying the albums, and I became a super fan. Uh, your experience is just me exposing you to them, right? Talk yes. so I can get a drink. <laughs> yes. Um, whatever you would play, especially I think. You had mentioned that you'd listened to all the albums before the show. I guess I didn't realize that. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize. I think sometimes, some of them were Wasp. I, yeah, I think a lot of times I didn't realize you were listening to Wasp. Um, most of my actual acknowledgement that you were listening to Wasp was when you were listening to that one uh, concert video on uh, YouTube. Wasp in Irvine in '85 opening for Maiden. Yes. Yes, which I think skewed my my view of them a little bit. Blackie was a fiery young man trying to get attention for the band. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I will say I do think Wasp. You know, like what? Like this was a pretty decent sized venue, wouldn't you say? Like this was. Oh not, yeah. Not a small venue. It's it's funny. Wasp would would play like you know arenas in the eighties, and they kind of became a band that time forgot. And I've never fully understood why. And I, I, I guess you could argue like, oh, they didn't like have a bunch of top forty hits, but yeah, not yeah, but neither did bands like Dawkin or Motley Crue really. Like their strength was kind of in record sales. So I, I've I've always wondered why Wasp kind of became the band that time forgot because they were they were big here, but we don't hear hear about them talked about in the same way we do Dawkin or Motley or all those eighties bands. So 
I, I wasn't surprised when you hadn't heard of him. But through indoctrination, um, Wasp hasn't toured the U.S. in uh, ooh, 10 years. Um, because, and Blackie made this speech last night, you know, promoters didn't think they could sell tickets anymore. They were playing, you know, essentially bars last time they toured the U.S. And now they're playing like theaters and amphitheaters. So they are, uh, they are, things have changed. Basically there was a groundswell. Thousands of fans got together, started emailing promoters saying they wanted Wasp to come back. And that's how the tour happened. So <laughs> I, I think that's a beautiful thing. It shows that, you know, the fans are out there. I, and I could speculate as to why he ended up playing smaller venues at one point, but uh, that's another podcast. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the show. Um, as always, we'll start with the venue. The venue is called The Grove in Anaheim. It's an old movie theater turned concert venue is what it is. Uh, that's my understanding. You, you look surprised. Is it an old movie theater or an old theater? I've heard movie theater. So, oh, okay. Which would it make... just looks a little big for a movie theater. Maybe it was like a special specialty movie theater. I'm not sure. I know. I, I guess the movie theater thing makes sense because you look at it. There's no top row. There's no like balcony or anything. Yeah. It's just like a flat. It's just flat inside. So well, it's not flat, but you know, there's like the tears. Tier, there's tears, but there's no upstairs seating. Is what I'm saying. Um, I like this venue quite a bit, actually. I've been here twice before. Once for the monkeys and once for UFO. Um, and both those shows were really, really enjoyable. Like, I like the venue's vibe. Um, I, th I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. You can see the stage pretty well because the, the tears and <laughs> our dog is surfing. <laughs> you can see the stage pretty well because of the tear, the way the tear, the floor teared out. So, um, it's a good place. What, what would you say? Like, you, you like the Grove? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good place. Um, I mean, you can see pretty well. With the way it's tiered out, if you're not five foot tall, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it it, it it's a fun venue. So it's a kind of place. Well, because it's kind of cool because they can convert it into their different needs. Because like dinner some, theater. Yeah, because some of the one of the when we saw the monkeys, they had like tables and chairs and things and I think did they actually serve dinner I think they had food yeah. I, yeah I think they were actually serving dinner and then you know you come for UFO or wasp and it's just like general admission standing room so it's it's a very versatile place well for UFO we had seats did we we did I really don't remember that show you like completely blocked it from I had, your yeah memory. I had like somehow I must have had some kind of trauma during that show and <laughs> have completely blocked it out well well actually this is a good transition uh, so the opening band was uh, Armored Saint, who I've seen once before, and that was when they opened for UFO at the Grove, which you do not remember. I do not remember that at all. So Armored Saint is a band I think I need to check out a little more. Um, I'm going to be real with you people for a second. I like metal. I like heavy metal a lot, but I like melodic heavy metal. I like stuff you can sing along to, so not really a thrash guy. Like I don't really like Metallica, Megadeth. Testament, Anthrax, so if you haven't turned your uh, iPod off by now, or whatever you're listening to this on, thank you. Um, nothing against those bands, just I like stuff you could sing along to, like my heavy metal is Ozzy Osbourne, Wasp, Deep Purple, uh, Dio, um, it's too early for this shit, <laughs> uh, Black Sabbath, like uh, Dokken, I like stuff you can sing along to, so... Most heavier stuff like that, where it's like a lot of like thrashiness, just doesn't appeal to me. And I kind of put Armored Saint in that category because John Bush, their singer, sang for Anthrax for a while. 
but um, I'm starting to reconsider that. They kind of actually lean a little more Judas Priest than they do Anthrax. And I enjoyed them even more than when they opened up for UFO. I thought they were great. They were high energy. John Bush has an amazing voice. The guitarists in the band are off the wall, and the drummer is just a beast. So they were great. Even though I only knew, like, I think two songs, I was still really impressed. Any thoughts on Armored Saint? Yeah, they were pretty good. I mean, they were pretty fucking loud. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I'm sitting here listening to you say that they're, like, thrashy, and I'm like, I didn't really get that. So um, I thought they, you know, they sang... A lot and I was actually impressed by um, a lot of like the harmonies between the the lead singer and the bassist and guitarist I was really surprised um, yeah. when they would sing together I was like oh wow that's actually kind of pretty when you just take the vocal away from everything else like it's actually kind of pretty um, <laughs> I mean I didn't know any of the songs and I could barely understand what he was saying like what he was singing he has a very loose diction yeah so i mean other than that they were they were pretty good i mean they're good musicians and he's he can definitely hit the notes i just couldn't really understand what was yeah. what was being saying but i'm sure like the albums are probably a little better yep so <laughs> i will be uh i will be heading over to amazon later today and Hoping to purchase some more of their records because I only own one. So, uh, yeah, Armored Saint was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, before we get into Wasp, though, there's two more things we got to hit. First, uh, what did we think of uh, the audience itself? <laughs> and we got an interesting dose of this audience standing in line outside the oh, venue. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about standing in line. So I looked online, and the website told me that the show... Basically, it was going to go like this. Doors at 6.30, Armored Saint at 8 o'clock, and then Wasp at 9.20. So we got there probably a little after 6.30, right? Yeah, we, we didn't leave the hotel until 6.30. We're also like five minutes from the venue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're less than a mile away from the venue. So yeah, it, it was not hard to get there. Um, so we got there, we parked, um, and we noticed the line is pretty long. It's pretty wrapped around the yeah, venue. Yeah, it's... it's Wrapped around the front of the building and around the side, almost to the end of the building. And we get in the general admission line, because that's what we have. We didn't have the first general admission tier, which it's fine. It's fine. I didn't need to be, like, super close. I was pretty damn close last night. Yeah, we were really close. Oh, yeah. Um, so we get in line, and we are immediately greeted with uh, uh, middle-class cynicism, white privilege. Is that how we would describe what we... Yeah, old dudes from California in their cargo shorts and their flip-flops. Now, don't mock the official podcast dressing co dress code, okay? Let's not, let's not, put, let's not put that on them. Um, um, but they were just like being like, oh, I bet this is going to suck and Armor Saint's going to be the best, and blah, blah, blah. Just They were just complaining and annoying and there were a lot of people, they were also like talking about politics and... The bleeding heart liberals wanting to take their menthol cigarettes away. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, you guys. As he's smoking and like blowing smoke back at us. Yeah, these guys were just douchebags. They, they were just, they were like harsh in the mellow. And then there was also this era of like Blackie being a dick because he, I guess the word that I was getting out of all of it was that Wasp was using the Crystal Lounge for some kind of party. Which is like a. 
like a bar within the... It's a bar within a bar. Yeah, a bar within um, the venue. Yeah. And my theory is that's where they were having the Wasp meet and greet slash Q&A. And maybe it ended up going a little long. Because from what I've been hearing online, Blackie's been very good with his time. Everybody that bought a meet and greet pass gets to ask him a question in the Q&A. And he takes time. He talks to people. He signs their stuff. So maybe it just went a little long. Maybe they oversold it. So whatever the case may be, um, they we were kept outside a little longer. And there was the natives were getting restless, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. People were yelling, like, let us in. And um, the guys in front of us kept going up like they were being... What 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 is the the male name for a Karen? Chad. They were being Chads and going and asking the um, security guards what was going on, and the security guard told them allegedly that um, the band was holding, not letting people in for a private party they were having in the Crystal Room, and that pissed them off, and they were complaining and. You mean the people that play paid an extra three hundred fifty bucks to meet Blackie? Yeah. It's like, calm down. <laughs> like they're, they acted like we were... Well, and then they were saying, oh, they're just doing this. So, I don't know if you heard this. So, Armored Saints doesn't have as many people in there when they play. They only want half of the, the house full when Armored Saints plays. And I'm just like... What? Yes, because it, it benefits you... Blackie to, to sabotage the opening act. Right. It's like, where are you getting all of your theories from? Your ass, obviously. Yeah, like, come on, like, what does Blackie gain by a half full house for Armored Saint? Nothing. In fact, he was very, like, on stage, he was even talking about how he played with Armored Saint, like, 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And he was amazed it was happening again. So I think he has nothing but respect for those guys. Yeah. So, like, you guys are just dicks. Like, Blackie's not Axl Rose. He's not going to cancel, <laughs> like, yeah. last minute. And then they were, once we started moving, and it wasn't, the line wasn't moving to their satisfaction their satisfaction they were complaining that we had to go like for the metal detectors and stuff and they're like oh they're probably uh doing an uh rectal scan a rectal scan and the one guy kept making the same fucking joke like over and over he's yeah, like, can i get two yeah he's like well can i get two and they were his friends were like yeah but you'll have to pay for it you'll have to pay <laughs> for the second one and it's just like they're literally just checking bags and they had a clear bag policy and some other policies. Yeah, they're making fun of the clear bag policy, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you want people to bring in guns? Yeah, and then <laughs> they were making, you know, you couldn't have wallet chains and you weren't supposed to have, like, spiky stuff. Like, really, like, majorly spiky stuff. I mean, I saw them let people in with, like... Little studs. Little, like... Well, I mean, it wasn't even just studs. I saw a girl with some, like, probably, like, maybe quarter-inch spikes on her jacket oh, really? that they let in. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they were being lenient with some of it but right. they were complaining about like all the restrictions and they're standing there with no bags no wallet chains no studs and it's yeah. like why the fuck do you care right it's like you do not meet, you do not meet any of these like restrict you have nothing for any of these restrictions so why the fuck do you care because i have to be the uh, one that disagrees because my macro penis <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyways so yeah do some douchebags outside the venue but once you got inside you saw a really interesting mix of people from all walks of life mm -hmm. like that you wouldn't necessarily expect but again it's the power of music that brings us all together 
Like there was a girl there with her face painted up like Peter Chris for some reason, mm-hmm. who was who we'll talk about later. <laughs> she was very. She's a very intimate part of the show for me. Um, I, I got very familiar with her hair. <laughs> and the, the 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 drunk guys in front of us, once they realized how she had her face painted, took a bunch of selfies with her. <laughs> yeah, she had her face painted like Peter Chris. Like yeah, and she was. I'll just do it now. She was headbanging so hard at the end of the set. That uh, I was basically getting assaulted with her hair. Mm-hmm. I think everybody within like hair swinging distance of her. distance was getting assaulted by her. Hair. Uh, the gentleman behind me actually was kind enough to pull me backwards. <laughs> like you can step back now. That's enough. <laughs> so thank you to you, that dude. But yeah, it was a really interesting crowd. Like there were some younger people there. There were some uh, people that were obviously fans in the past. And there were just some people that, you know, like, they didn't look like traditional Mel fans, but they were there. Yeah. And then there were some people, I'm not sure if some of those, the people who were, like, dressed, like, all dressed in, like, like, 80s metal kind of looks, if, like, were you wearing a costume because we're so close to Halloween, or is that actually what you wear? Like, because the one guy with, like, the leather, like... Leather hat. The hat. And then the guy... Guy that looked like the guy, the really tall guy with the bleach blonde hair, with like the kind of like mullety, like David Bowie look. Yeah. Like, are you guys wearing costumes? I don't, he wasn't because that was his real hair. But it's like, are you guys like wearing costumes or is that how you actually dress? Because it's so close to Halloween, it's hard to tell because there were also <laughs> people in actual costumes there. There as was well. a there was a male Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. And there were there were some nurses and. Yeah, there was a nurse. There were nurses, yeah. Well, the nurses kind of go with the wasp thing because they used to do blood drives, so they had like the kind of wasp nurse outfit on, which is kind of cool. But those guys that you're mentioning, um, it could go either way, and I say this because yeah. there are plenty of people that dress like that just to, yeah. that's how they dress. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the glam rockers abound. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, was, there, was there anything else we need to hit before we hit the actual show? Shirts. Oh, yes, uh, Shirtgate. Uh, so we get there and I'm expecting to get myself a couple of pieces of wasp merch, particularly t-shirts because I mean, come on. As is everybody else. As everybody because else. the line has formed from the merch stand into the theater. Into part the of theater the itself. Venue. Yes. And they they were not organized lines, by the way. They were like, there were like three splinting, splintering lines kind of coming together, uh, for this. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we get in line, and I think it was the dude in front of us first that noticed it, or was it you that noticed it? Was it was me who noticed it. Where you, you said it's a, I think they only have small only. Yeah. And listeners, if you haven't seen a picture of me, I am not a small man. None, barely any of the people there were small men. Yeah, it's not even like, I don't, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not that big, but I'm also tall. I am not, I am six foot two, Okay. Or six foot one, and something like that. So I, I, I need a, uh, I need a large, like a, a three X band shirt because I'm tall. Because two X won't fit, won't cover all of me. So um, I get in line, and we, you notice that horrible thing, and then I'm like, go up and look, because mm-hmm. I'm like, this, like, please don't let this be real. Yeah. All of the shirts. Yeah. So there was a like, a green masking tape sticker on the t-shirts that said small only and then the $70 hoodie 
had the same matte green masking tape sticker written in Sharpie that said small, medium, and large only. And then as I was up there looking at it, so they sold the last large one and crossed large off. So <laughs> then it was small and medium only. And I am not a small or medium man. So I ended up uh, just getting, uh, I got a wasp flag, which I'm trying to decide where I'm going to hang. <laughs> In your office? I, I like I like the bedroom. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is a fight for later. Um, <laughs> uh, and I got a wasp uh, beanie. I got a wasp hat. Yeah. Because uh, so, those were the only things they had that weren't sold out. Right. They basically. had a pin set, but I, I didn't want the pins. I didn't. I'm like, yeah. what, what the fuck am I going to do with those? So, yeah. I think what happened is they probably didn't order enough merch, and everybody in Vegas the night before bought a t-shirt because Wasp hasn't toured here in 10 years. And because nobody wears smalls. Nobody. No. So, yeah. I did not get a Wasp shirt. And my guess is what's going to happen is there'll be some kind of official announcement that, hey... We're expecting to sell this much merch. Uh, those of you that couldn't get one, here's a link. You can buy it online. Uh, and for the rest of the tour, we are ordering more. So hang in there. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, yeah, because they could even do one of those like made-to-order things. So yeah. They don't have to buy. They could do pre-orders, yeah. Yeah, they don't have to do like have them in a store somewhere. They can just be like, here, order it, and we'll make it for you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no t-shirts last night, and I know there are a lot of people displeased by that, but honestly, the show we are about to talk about makes up for all of that. Uh, so, yeah, t-shirt gate, you ready to rock, get, talk about some rock and roll? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to pull up the set list so I we have a uh, timeline to follow. So, Armored Saint played about... Ooh, nine songs. Nine songs, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um... And after that, they were pretty, they made quick order of turning the stage over. Mm-hmm. So they they dropped uh, the Armored Saint banners and it revealed, Blackie had been talking about the show was going to be like a uh, part circus from hell, part voodoo ritual. And um, people online have been complaining about, uh, oh, it, what, the show wasn't bloody enough or it didn't look like he promised, like... You, you people got to be real. Like, I know he said he was going back to the beginning, but I think what he meant when he said back to the beginning was, like, it was our first tour and we didn't have the biggest budget, so we worked with what we had. And you know what? I liked the stage setup. Like, I liked the circus banners, like, the freak show signs, like, you know, with, with the titty demon and the human head cannonball thing, and then there was a... One of, the, one of them was the torture rack from back in the day. So that was all, like, really cool, I thought. And they kind of started to come together. And after they wheeled out the giant mic stand known as Helvis, um, they set that up, which we will talk about later. Uh, then we lights went down. You forgot the best part of the stage, Alex. Oh, oh, I did. You forgot the giant monkey. The giant monkey. The life-size those little toy monkeys from back in the day with like the the, the crash symbols. the crash symbols they had one that was life size and I really was hoping he was going to come to life for something but he was just a prop but I wanted to pet him I was kind of hoping like when they did one of the drum breakdowns he start going like clap 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 yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I was hoping the monkey would come to life too <laughs> I wanted to pet the monkey <laughs> I'm going to explain to you why that's making me laugh later. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Wife, are you familiar with green jelly? No. <laughs> well, we'll deal with that after this. It is not, like, as you just said, a penis thing, but it is relates to dicks in a way, but not the green jelly part. <laughs> Get to that. If, if, if you all know what I'm talking about, <laughs> laugh with me. <laughs> Anyways, so they got the stage set up. Such dirty minds. <laughs> they got the stage set up. got the stage set up and uh i'm wondering this whole time so what wasp used to do to start their show their intro tape was the end by the doors which is this weird kind of like floaty trippy dreamy song about the apocalypse and lights went down and that started playing and you actually knew what it was because we just heard it in sabrina i like that song it's really trippy it gets dark at the end but they didn't play the whole thing they played a little bit of it and then they basically played like a medley like, imagine someone tuning a radio and you get different Wasp songs each time you hit a station. Like, there's a little clip of I Want to Be Somebody, and then Wild Child, and then Blind in Texas. And then it got, like, to the 90s stuff, and there was Rock and Roll to Death, and then Kill Ahead, and Kill Your Pretty Face. And then all of a sudden, all that stopped. The lights went on on the stage. And there they were. Like, Blackie is standing facing the drum set, and they launch right into the first medley the medley of old songs, which is about four tunes, uh, starting with On Your Knees. That's a classic Wasp opener um, and one of my favorites. And Blackie just got up on Elvis, Elvis, whatever it's called, the big mic stand, and we're off to the races. And at that point, um, I think I probably started to become a little bit unhinged, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. And so did the audience. Like, the audience was primed and ready, and any cynicism in the room just lifted as they kicked into it and it was just amazing and then on your knees into the flame which is one of my favorite songs on the first album and that hasn't been played since 1985 so that was amazing and then right into the torture never stops <laughs> was fucking amazing and right into inside the electric circus it was just bam 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 like four classics right away and it was like oh there, there are no words on god's green earth to describe how wonderfully erect I am right now. Um, Which you yelled to me in the middle of the concert. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> what did you think of the opening medley? It was good. It was had a lot of energy. Um, again, I was surprised that it wasn't the suck me, fuck me songs that I was expecting. I mean, so, I, mean, I mean, there's a little bit of horny. In, I mean, there's a little bit, but it wasn't as overt as I was expecting because <laughs> I, you had bombarded me with the one video of animals, so I thought that's all that it was going to be. <laughs> uh, I should put a little clip of that right here, so just a note to self, put a clip of Animal from Irvine performance right here. <laughs> but before we do it, I need to know something about it. I want to know how many of you rivet heads come here tonight looking for a little bit of pussy! I understand the feeling, people. As I look into this audience, and I see all these dynamite-looking Southern California ladies, and I just start getting so hot, I just start stinging myself all over, and there's only one thing I can do to relieve my tension. Now I wanna know, how many of you here do it the way I do it? 
baby here, fuck like a beast. Well, if you fuck like a beast, you must be an animal. Which, fair enough, fair enough, but, you know, there's there's more to them than that. There's more to them than that. <laughs> That's your fault. Not I guess mine. it is, yes. Uh, I don't know. Also, it's also the fault of whomever puts Wasp videos on YouTube because there's not a lot of quality shit on YouTube for Wasp. So I work with what I have <laughs> when I'm showing you visuals. <laughs> but yeah, the opening opening medley was awesome. I loved it. I know some people online, and I'll allude to this throughout the, the uh, podcast, people have been uh, complaining that uh, there weren't enough old songs in the set. This worked really well. Shut the fuck up. Like, it'd be happy Wasp was playing the U.S. again. Like, stop being petulant children. Petulant, headless children. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the, next we get Blackie addressing the crowd for the first time. And he said, it's been a long time. I'm not going to say too much. But you got to be crazy to love me. And we got our first new song of the night. Well, new-ish. It's from Babylon, which is their second most recent album. And that song... I think the only reason it went off as well as it did is it sounds a little bit like Wild Child, and everybody thought that's what he was starting. Because you notice when that song started, everybody was like, holy shit! And then like, it kind of like... just like it, dropped like, off. When, when it wasn't Wild Child. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But it went over really well. I like that he included that song. I like that he wasn't afraid to include a few more recent songs on the set, because I want the whole career. It's not just uh, the first Wasp album. It's 40 years of Wasp we're celebrating, so... I, I encourage that. And then, something I have to point out. This is a good point, spot to do this. I've watched a lot of live Wasp videos over the years. And Blackie generally seems to be like someone who he keeps his same shtick. He keeps his same raps. And he doesn't talk to the audience that much. And when he does, he can be a little confrontational. He can be a little aggressive. The man was humble last night. He was grateful. He was impish and silly at times. He was happy to be there. He was so happy to be there. Like, he did not seem pissed off at all. Like, he was having the time of his goddamn life. So, I, I was very happy to see that. And right before the next song in the set with Love Machine, he told the story I mentioned earlier about all the fans coming together and making this tour happen and how his hat was off to us. And then, of course, he he, he did do a few classic rap, raps. He said, all I need's my love machine. And we went right into that. <laughs> and that's also when they dropped the, uh, the first two banners of the night. And they started showing old music videos. And they did this so they dropped the banners so there was like screens to show these videos. Mm -hmm. And people started booing because they thought they, it was malfunctioning. Yeah, they thought the banners were malfunctioning. They're like, no. It's like, no, no, we're about to see something pretty cool. So and they put the old music videos up there, which was, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And also pointed out how silly some of those old music videos were. Like, Love Machine, why are all these women in, like, tanks attached to Blackie's genitals? <laughs> the tank's full of water, by the way. Like, what? So, someone explained that video to me. <laughs> but Love Machine went over well, and then... Next, we got the moment that really unhinged me completely. The leash came off. I fully let go of being an adult for the night, and I just became this crazed rock and roll hellion. So he starts playing the riff to Wild Child, and then he stops. And then he goes to the other side of the stage, and he plays it again, and then he stops. And then he goes and climbs up on his big mic stand, and he goes, you hear something you like? And he goes, I'm a wild child. 
come and love me. And I don't know what it was about that song. Maybe it's just because it was the first song, Wasp song I heard. But I lost my mind there, didn't I? You and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just a little bit for me. I, I was screaming and dancing. and <laughs> like I, I get into shows usually, but fuck, I was... Uh... I became a madman, <laughs> and rightfully so. That was friggin' awesome. Like, what are your thoughts at this point in the set as you're watching me become unglued? I mean, I thought it was funny <laughs> and kind of adorable. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have got a video of that, honestly. <laughs> I was kind of surprised you never pulled your phone out for videos. Did you just not feel like fishing for... Yeah, it was in the backpack because, I, you know, women's pants don't have pockets for some fucking reason. So, yeah, I didn't. Just didn't feel like getting it out. And, because by the time I got it out, you would have stopped. So. <laughs> well, I would have had to stop so you could get it out because I was thrashing around. Yeah, so I just didn't want to interrupt your your, mo your, your moment. So I, I just let it happen and a, didn't get it on video. I'm a wild child. Come and love me. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for more information on why women's pants don't have pockets, come to my TED Talk about Big Purse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Um, but yeah, that was like kind of like, I feel like Wild Child bookended a section of the set in that we were kind of treated to a medley and then a newer song and then a few more hits. And next we got <laughs> something I really enjoyed, something I know you really enjoyed, mm -hmm. but I don't think the rest of the audience was ready for this history lesson. We, we, we next just, we kind of came to a screeching halt. Uh, let's just say the energy went from I'm a wild child, come and love me to... Uh, the horrors of mankind and war is hell and there is no peace in this wor world and why does man fight man and brother fight brother? <laughs> I'm talking about Heaven's Hung in Black from Dominator, which is a song about the Civil War. It's based on this quote like that Abraham Lincoln said about like during this one battle, I think it was Gettysburg? Gettysburg, yeah. Gettysburg, yeah. Uh, where like 50,000 people died. He said something to the effect of, surely tonight Heaven's Hung in Black. And Blackie has all this, like, playing on a screen, like, work, like, the quotes and, like, the little history lesson. Yeah. And then he plays the song. It's this, like, beautiful, sad, slow ballad. He sings it so well. Like, it's another thing I should point out. He was in fine voice last night. We'll get to the thing we were talking about later last night, but uh, uh, he was in fine voice. And Heaven's Hung in Black was one of his best vocal performances. But... As much as I enjoy that song, because I know the new stuff, and as much as you enjoy that song, because you appreciate a well-thought-out, pretty song, we went from party to sadness. Yeah, that was just like a really abrupt transition. There was no, like, th th we needed a little transitionary piece to get to the horrors of war, I think. Yeah. Like, maybe we could have done Sleeping in the Fire and... Song about Satan to ease us into the tragedy. Of the tragedy of war. Yeah, it was good, but I, 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 you definitely felt the energy in the room go, oh, <laughs> just big sad at that point. <laughs> but uh, next we got, uh, I think, I think wisely so, <laughs> we we get some more old older shit, um, and it was stuff he didn't play in Vegas the night before. He did a medley of Hellion and I don't need no doctor. Which made me really happy because I really wanted to hear Hellion. So that went over great. And I don't even know, Doctor, I like that song. It's a cool cover tune. It's an old blues number, but, you know, I, I can take or leave. I don't even know, Doctor. But I enjoyed it. I was having fun. And do we want to address the uh, Memorex in the room right now? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we were in the car last night, you asked me, is he actually singing all this? Mm-hmm. The answer is 98%. Um, there were definitely some moments where he had a little assistance. Being a singer, I can tell this. But he was live 98% of the time. He even accidentally hit his mic a few times. So you could hear it go, thunk. <laughs> so he was definitely singing live and you could hear him take a breath. He's still in fine voice, but there's either moments where he's doing call and response stuff with himself, where he needs a tape, or um, the big one, which we will address later. <laughs> but you you've said you first noticed it during Hellion. I don't think mm-hmm. he was lip syncing during Hellion. What made you think that? Just there were times where it looked like he had, like, he turned his head because he, he was playing guitar. It looked like he was looking down, but there were still, like, words, like, being sang, but it... He definitely wasn't singing them. I think it was the the guitarist. I think it was uh, Doug, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely I can definitely say a lot of his vocals were live last night. Um, he maybe had help in a few spots, but it was I'd say it was at least ninety eight percent live. It was mostly live. It wasn't all Memorex. <laughs> so to to whoever said life inside the lip sync circus, fuck you. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. And then we got the, uh, we got the, uh, let's see, set list, I think, yeah, oh yeah, next we move into, uh, he did a little speech where he's like, you know, it's not just the 40th anniversary of the band, it's also the 30th anniversary of the Crimson Idol. This is where I need to take a moment. (laughs) So, I've always been under the impression that Wasp fans, the diehards, like myself, love the Crimson Idol. Crimson Idol is a concept record about like a tortured rock star. Um, it's beautiful and emotional, and I know it's a really important album to Blackie because he put some personal stuff into that record. Um, and from what you would read online, it would lead you to believe that this, logically, should have made everybody just effectively come in their jeans. <laughs> That was not what happened. <laughs> um, if anything, it was a bit of a wet blanket. So first, you, you, the, the face you're giving me right now is hilarious, by the way. Um, so first we got The Idol, which is this kind of sad, like ba- slow ballad. You know, Where's the Love to Shelter Me? And I like that song, but um, again, it was kind of a, like a mood change. It was a downer. And then Doug Blair, guitarist, I love you, man. You can shred. Um, I would also like to take this moment to say, I don't want Chris Holmes back in the band. I don't want Randy Piper back in the band. The band he's got is amazing. So I I could care less if he were to bring back classic members at this point. Um, So we got an extended guitar solo. How long did that go? I don't fucking know, but it needed to stop. I mean, like you said, he's amazing. And, like, the first two or three minutes was cool, but I, it had to have been ten minutes at least, if not longer. Ten minutes of soloing? Yeah. It was, it went on for fucking ever. Jesus Like, Christ. it was really long. It was really fucking long. I'm a little angry. We could have heard more music. Yeah, no, you, it, it was, it was really fucking long. I swear it was, like, ten minutes. It was so long that Blackie and the bass player left the yeah, stage. They left the, they left the fucking stage and probably went back and 
had a drink of water and a snack and sat down and <laughs> a little conversation. Yeah, it was. It, it, he was out there forever. Like, I swear to God, it was ten minutes. Yeah. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. It was at least ten minutes. I will say I liked at the end of the idol. Blackie did this extended vocal thing that I've never seen him do before. He held this note for so long, and it sounded so fucking cool. Like the idol might have been his best vocal performance of the night. Like even with that <laughs> ungodly necessary unnecessary guitar solo, that was pretty good. And I think the audience appreciated it at the end. Like they like liked the moment. But then, then we did the Great Misconceptions of Me, which is a ten minute, nine to ten minute song, where the protagonist in the album kills himself on stage with guitar strings. He hangs himself with guitar strings. Um, so we were already kind of in a downer mood, and then we get into this song, which uh, it's faster, it's got more energy, but uh, I just don't think the audience was into it. I mean, I was enjoying it, but. Even I was kind of like, I kind of want to bring the energy up a little bit after this. Like, what, what did you think of that one? You don't even remember, I do don't you? even remember. I was so, at that point, I was so relieved that the, that the other song had ended <laughs> that I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's the one where he's like, long live the king of mercy. Is that the one that you were like, this one's nine minutes? Yep. Okay, and then I... You, I was relieved that the other one had ended, and then you told me that one was nine minutes, and I was just like, no. <laughs> they played it really well. I think Blackie hit the high notes in the song well. And they had video footage from the uh, the music videos on the screen again, which was cool to see. Mm -hmm. And uh, after they finished the song, they put the words on the screen, Jonathan lives here still. Okay, yeah, that one. Yep. That, was, and that yeah. ended it, right? Yeah, that ended the main set. And then... Which was kind of weird. Yeah, eight songs. Uh, we did two encores. Um, this is another little complaint I have, and I don't know if this was planned, if there were, if they were like maybe like doing it so they could build tension or do something with the videos. I don't know what it was, but the time between encores both times was too goddamn long. It was. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if maybe they were because you. I think now people have the expectation that. Oh yeah, like they're they're not actually done. They're coming back. There's gonna be an encore, so people don't really like scream and cheer and stuff. Yeah, it got a little silent in there, didn't it? Yeah, it was pretty quiet in there because the lights were still out, and so I think people were just kind of waiting for them to come back. Right. So I don't know if maybe they were waiting for them to get riled up again and like start screaming, so they didn't come back until they started yelling stuff. Yeah, especially when we start, we started a chant of Blackie, Blackie, Blackie. Mm -hmm. And that's when the video started to roll. Yeah. And I think I also uttered what will now be a classic phrase in our house, which was, you're killing me, Lawless. You're killing me. Because as much fun as I was having, my feet hurt too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, next we got my favorite song from the Crimson Idol, which you were kind enough to record most of with my phone, Chainsaw Charlie, Murders in the Rue Morgue. And that sounded phenomenal. There was a little bit of a weirdness we'll talk about in a second. But uh, that song, I just love it so much. It's raw. It's energetic. It's a song about like this evil music business guy. And it's kind of got these two different sections. And I love both of them. So I was just, I was losing my mind and singing along. Like, thank you for recording that because I probably couldn't have. I was just, 
Well, that I, and and at that point you were getting hair whipped. I think I was getting hair whipped. That was probably the best, like the best received Crimson Idol song of the night. And I think it was because it was the it was the heaviest. It was the fastest. Mm -hmm. um, the night before he'd actually done Arena of Pleasure too, but I think that would have like maybe helped instead of like to have that instead of one of the other slow ones because it was faster. But yeah, Chainsaw Charlie was absolutely brilliant. But there was a little bit of silliness or unintentional silliness that the wife would like to talk about. And I will let her do, do so. But like, I'm going to frame it all around, guys. Remember the giant mic stand that Blackie can climb on top of, can ride, can kind of pogo on. Can ride, air quotes. <laughs> he used to do a lot more with it, but he's 66 now, so... Uh, <laughs> Talk about what he he did. <laughs> I don't know. It was I almost lost my shit laughing because between you getting hair whipped by the drunk Peter Chris girl in front of you, and him climbing up on the mic stand and rocking back and forth, he looked like you know in the. They, I don't think they have them anymore because they're probably not considered safe. But back in the day in the kids' playgrounds where you had the little creatures on the springs like a, a hippo or like a, a horse or um i don't know a dolphin or something where you'd sit on them and you <laughs> you'd rock back and forth and a lot i know when i was little we'd always try to get it to like the nose of it to touch the ground he that's what he looked like rocking <laughs> back and forth on that mic stand plus he, like you said, he's in his late 60s. He looks like someone's overweight aging aunt wearing a bad Halloween wig. So I just want to point out that I didn't say that. Continue. <laughs> so combine that with Sly Dog getting hair whipped by female Peter Chris. And I'm about to like pee my pants from laughing because he... He also, Blackie looks like he's terrified as he's rocking back and forth on this thing. I will agree with you there. He looked like, I'm going to die. Why did I do this? Like, he didn't look like he was having fun or like he was angry or mean or anything. He just looked like he was afraid he was going to fall and crack his head open. <laughs> Why did I do this? So Why like, did I do this? I was just like in the perfect storm of like hilarity in that moment. And I was just like dying. Yeah, that was it. Was it would have been? It was kind of funny, but it was also very rock and roll. And my face hurts from getting whipped by this girl. This oh my crazy, god! She she was having a good time. I'm not mad at her. She I, was ha yeah. She was having a good time. She was drunk and she knew all the music too. She was singing along almost as much as you were. Like yeah. I think she knew more of more of the hits. Like she didn't know quite as much as the the deep stuff as you did. But yeah, she. She was. She she knew the she, idol. She yeah. she's in there far enough. Yeah, she's she, she was there to see have wasp. A good time, yeah. I would like I would like to ask her why she dressed like Peter Chris, but it's, I mean it's Halloween. I guess fair enough. <laughs> uh, so next, so after that, we got one of our our final big hits of the night. We got Blind in Texas, which I just love. That song to me is so just silly and fun rock and roll, and the audience was like so ready for it like I was surprised that the the reception that that one got I don't know why it's a big hit for them okay like that was like one of their most popular songs back in the day is it just because is it a regional thing you think maybe you're surprised that it's so big maybe I don't know 
I mean, you, you, you could change it if you wanted to. You could say I'm blind in California, but I don't know. The song's just so funny. Like, like I love the last ver verse, like when it's, it talks about the police coming to break up the party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you've ever watched the video for the song, it's just so silly, like with them playing in the old saloon and the armadillo mm -hmm. races. Oh yeah. That's the one where he puts the saw blade on, on the, the armadillo. armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, it's just a fun song. I think it makes everybody happy. And it definitely did last time. They actually did something interesting. They, I don't know if it was an accident or on purpose, but I want to say it was on purpose. They turned the lights on in the venue. And I wonder if it was just so the band could see us for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's at least what I'm telling myself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Blackie looked like he was having a blast during that one. And then he said goodnight again, which I was like, I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> don't make us wait as long as you did last time. <laughs> he did. He did it again. Like, like, you're killing me, Lawless. Why? Lawless, what are you doing? Stop. Um, Question, have you even seen that movie? I don't even know what it's from there. Okay, never mind. I just know that you're killing me, Smallest Thing, because okay. you, you say it to me like if I'm doing something that like you're just like, ugh. Okay, we'll talk about that later. You, you've, you've said it actually at shows that are taking too long. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Is it Bad News Bears? Okay, I don't know. I was just pulling something out of my ass there. <laughs> I thought it was a baseball movie. It is a baseball movie. Okay, at least I kind of... Is it The Sandlot? <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> anyways, so um, after another extended, protracted period, this is, this is another moment we can address. So people are surprised. Like, they, like people talk to me throughout the night because I'm young and I'm at these shows, and they're like, do you think he's going to play this? Do you think he's going to play that? Well, I've looked at the set list, so I know exactly what Blackie's going to play. And I'll tell people if they want to know. And I've been telling people he's going to play Animal, Fuck Like a Beast. That's a big deal on this tour. He hasn't played that since 2006. Um, since he became a born-again Christian, he quit playing that song. Which, kind of understandable. Like, I, I get it, you're also older now. He said at the time, too, he wanted to do more serious material. Um... But for the 40th anniversary tour, there was a lot of, you know, like, is he going to do this? Is he going to do this? And he's, he figured out a way to do it that was interesting. But I'm telling people around me, and they're, like, skeptic. that Like, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll do that. Ha, ha. Like, just you wait. And then yeah, he wrote... We're, we're like, he did it in Vegas, man. He did it in Vegas. Like, one guy was kept going, like, no, you mean he's going to do the Manimal? No, he's going to do Animal. Like, which, by the way, the Manimal is a much filthier song than the Animal. So, like, I don't know what, on what planet you think you'd play that song so then they roll the video footage of the pmrc which because we're running low on time i'm not going to explain to you guys what the pmrc is you know what the pmrc is if you're listening to me talk about wasp um they rolled some video clip and played some, some audio. video clip they played a lot of video i started taking video you, of she, that you filmed the performance in for me. anticipation of animal and that video was like a minute 15 seconds before he actually started singing. Yep. <laughs> it was way too fucking long. The gist of it, it was censorship bad. That, that, yeah. that That's what it boiled down to. Censorship in any form is bad. Censorship is bad, and this is now why we have explicit labels on CD. Yep, and I think that's what he wanted to, like, frame the song that way, because I don't think he wanted to get up and go, Anybody come here tonight looking for a little bit of pussy? <laughs> Which, you know what? I like this better. Like, like, we should be allowed to sing dirty songs. Like, that's that's a good way to frame it. So he gets up. He comes out. 
and they launch into fuck like a beast and like again we have another collective orgasm and like people were in shock like holy shit he's doing it and this this is the moment where I could tell he there were some uh, there were some tapes helping up Blackie. Those verses were not live. It was too perfect, and I can tell when something's like pre-recorded. Those verses were pre-recorded. The chorus was not. He was singing the chorus. I don't know if it's because he can't hit the high notes on the, in the verses anymore because that's a high song to sing, but. Those verses were not live. <laughs> and he copped out for the fuck like a beast part. He let the audience say it. But you know what? I'm glad he played it. Um, he played the first two verses and stopped at the guitar solo. And it went into the real me. I mean, I think even if he wanted to sing the I fuck like a beast part, the audience would have screamed it over him anyways. Fair enough, yeah. So I don't think it really matters. It was better than I thought because I was worried. Like when he said I figured out a way to do it, he, it was going to be wasp karaoke. Yeah, yeah that they, they play it and let the audience sing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll take what I got. I, I, I was pretty satisfied with, with it. Um, maybe, it would have been cool if he, if he could have sang the verses live, but nah, here nor there. Uh, Real Me was up next, and that the Who cover, which went over well. I think everybody enjoyed him doing that. Um, and he did the whole thing, which is weird, <laughs> because it was supposed to be part of a medley, according to what I saw online, but... Yeah, whatever. We got our animal snippet, we got our who cover, and any thoughts before we go into the final number? No. Okay, I need a drink because I'm getting dry again. Uh, so our final number is, of course, what, what else would it be? I want to be somebody. And uh, everybody had been waiting for that one too. Like, we launched into it and it was just off to the races, fun. You know, it was like the pinnacle of this show I'd been waiting for, to, to go to since... January, like it was just one of those big moments where you take it all in. Power of music is a beautiful thing, and I just, I had the time of my life at that show. This, this is a top three show, one of the best shows I've ever seen, and I hope I get to see him again. Like I hope you know we get more U.S. tours. Like someone was so cynical in the in the line last night when like, oh, this will be his last U.S. tour. I'm like, you don't know that. Like there could be more. I think the tour did so is doing so well. Well, yeah, because didn't he say it's the one in. Anaheim sold out in like 24 hours. Less than 24, Less than 24 hours. hours. Yeah. So, like, if the promoters see this is doing well, they'll keep bringing him back. Well, and that guy we were talking about in the merch line said he bought a resale ticket for $170. And I paid 40? I, 40 a ticket. So Because you bought them right when they went on sale. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to the show. It's like if people are willing to pay that for a resale ticket, like, they're going to go to a show. Yeah, they'll like, come back. I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't have let you. Yeah, but this was this was a fantastic show, and I'm glad I went. Um, Wasp, I would say, is definitely one of my favorite bands, and I had a great time. Any thoughts on I Want to Be Somebody in the end before we talk about his last little trick? Um, no, that one was good. Um, that's Again, I think that's one of the songs I don't realize that they sing. Um, so I knew that song yeah. outside of you. Because yeah. I, I, they started singing it, and I was like, oh. That's that's their song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I, I during the show I started to realize that I knew more of their songs than I actually did. Uh, yeah. I just didn't realize who it was. Yep. <laughs> so last two little cool block blacky moments. Uh, at the end of the song, he climbed up on Elvis. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't mean just like he did before. I mean he was on top, on top of, of this it. thing. <laughs> 
Which was better than him rocking back and forth on it. He was perched like a freaking owl. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks so cool. <laughs> you got some good photos of that. Mm -hmm. And then also at the end, you know, people say what you want about him, like not acknowledging the past members. He put up a picture of everybody that's been in the band at the end of the show. Yes. Starting with Tony Richards, the drummer, going all the way up to the current band. So he, he definitely made this a celebration of Wasp. Um, and it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Like, if you're on the fence about going to see him, or if you have tickets and you're skeptical because people have been saying online, oh, the show's not bloody enough, or he's not playing enough old stuff, go! Go! It's a celebration of rock and roll. It's a celebration of the band. Like, it's the, the show is amazing. Blackie still sounds great. There's a lot of energy. Like, you will not be disappointed. You will have a good time at the show. It was, it was amazing. If you're even an iota of a Wasp fan, you will have fun at the show. Now, if you're going for man candy, you're not going to get that. But <laughs> if you're going for the music, definitely go. Do you go to shows for man candy? I don't, but I know some people do. Like, <laughs> But was Wasp ever really man candy? I don't know. Was it them shirtless in those videos? Yeah. Then maybe a little bit, depending on who you're talking to. Like, I feel like they're, they're not like, really candy. They're like more like man meat. So, I guess to, to sum up my final thoughts, Blackie, thank you for an amazing show, if you're listening. Brandvold, if you're out there, I have been calling you and emailing you to get Blackie on the show. I just did, I've done three episodes this year on him now. Perhaps you could let me talk to him and ask some questions that other interviewers haven't asked him, because I promise not to do the same interview over and goddamn over again. And don't take the things that I said against slide on because yes. my opinions are not his opinions yes they are her <laughs> own um but yeah amazing show do you have anything else you want to say to wrap it up like your surprise your enjoyment um i'm surprised i didn't hate it and want to leave um <laughs> as i was expecting um yeah it was better than i thought it was gonna be um again i blame you um <laughs> for skewing my exposure to the band. Um, I think, again, you just did that because I react. <laughs> it's a little bit of that. And I, I, like I said, if there was more stuff on YouTube, like if there was a pro shot, freaking Dominator Tour show, we would watch that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was all right. It was a lot of fun. And it was more than all right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I enjoy watching, watching you enjoy it. <laughs> and being a part of that so that yeah. that makes it great for me yeah, we're all heavy metal brothers and sisters don't don't listen to the thunder chuds online don't listen to the buzz around the wasp nest this is a good show this is a good time so any, any last words is or are you good now i mean i think thunder chud was a pretty thunder chud's a pretty good way to end this uh thanks guys uh till the next time we do this which i don't know what it'll be but I'm sure we'll do this again. Maybe we'll do this for Striper or Tegan and Sarah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> do a Tegan and Sarah episode after doing Wasp. <laughs> right. Okay. The feminist lesbian right. like, icons. We got, yeah. We got the patriarchy and then we got the feminists. <laughs> I'm the sly dog. She's the wife. Peace. Love. I'm the sly dog. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm the sly dog. You're not the sly dog. I'm the sly dog. Blasphemy! <laughs> Blasphemy! Blasphemy! You're my little hellion, buddy. I love you. Mm -hmm. Peace!
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.